Welcome everyone to the Holstein House podcast. I'm the West Virginia woman, Robin of RobinHolstein.com and Holstein House, where my guests get a great night's sleep at a fair rate plus breakfast. This is a podcast that looks at society and culture issues affecting families in West Virginia and the United States, from food preparation and storage, gardening, home repairs, current events, and more. We'll go around the table and back in 60 minutes or less. So let's hang out and talk a while. Well, I finally made it. (laughs) Sorry about that. If you were waiting on me, oops, let me take it off there. If you were waiting on me, you were wasting time. I had two loaves of sandwich bread in the oven and I had to give them some extra time. I'm not ignoring you, I'm trying to fix this. Let's see, I've got to, it's this, it's working out this Facebook stuff to make sure Oh, bother. To make sure that it gets out. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know why I struggle so with getting, um, getting Facebook to talk to StreamYard. And then to find out if they are actually talking. <laughs> going. where is it? should be right here. I'm sorry. This is really rude for me looking down like this. But I wanted to um, follow. I, I'm, I'm funny this way. I wanted to um, follow it on my phone to make sure it was actually running like it's supposed to be. And... Um, see if I'm missing anybody or anything. You guys got gotta be saying hello. Hello. Good morning, Philippine Nomad. It's actually 10 o'clock in the morning here. Oh, I hope you're not seeing these. I, um, I fight with Facebook every time I do this. There's always something that it does that I don't like. So I'm glad that you joined. Is it morning or evening over there? It's probably, let me guess. Late afternoon. I don't know what the time difference is between here and there. Actually, I don't actually know that you're in the Philippines either. Oh, can't post comments to some destinations. Eh, that's not, some destinations won't get comments. This thing drives me crazy, absolutely drives me crazy. And I apologize for this side being too much brighter. Northern Highlands of Luzon, we're too, oh, it's almost midnight. Daggone, you're up late. Um, Now that this, 
as the daylight hours are shifting a little bit, I've, I've got a lot of sunlight coming in this window, which is, this is my breakfast room. And until I get the uh, um, bunker <laughs> or my other office set up right, I, this is what we're stuck with for a little while. Um, I keep saying that and I keep not getting it done. <laughs> it's, a, it's one of those perpetual checklist things that you just, you just never get done. I'm glad to have you, Philippine Nomad. And I, I hope you find something interesting in, in today. Um, I don't do a terribly scripted uh, uh, video. I, I do have an outline of some things I like to talk about, topics that I like to talk about. But generally, I'm still working on this. I've only been podcasting since October and videoing, uh, doing live videos on um, through StreamYard on YouTube and stuff. So I'm, I'm still getting my sea legs, as they say, on some of this. But I'll take the audio from here and upload it to uh, Fountain under the um, the Holstein House podcast. So if you, if you do, and it also goes to a lot of the other ones. So if you want to listen to it on the podcast, you can do it that way too. So feel free to chime in, ask whatever you want to ask. There's not going to usually be haven't started any live content or much recorded for that but just you know I I kind of bristled I was talking to someone about that one time and they said you just do it just do it and I'm I get nervous I want everything to be just so and then so so then I get uh it's um what's the phrase um perfection is the enemy of the good or yeah, I think it's how it is. So I set this little corner up and here in the breakfast room and uh, I don't let anything change right now. <laughs> and I make sure before the po the broadcast that, you know, I've got, I've got a little extra light on this side or the overhead light on. I turn the light off in the kitchen area because usually I'm doing stuff. There's, there's canning um, pots and, um, jars and, and stuff going on back there. So what I was doing just before this kicked off, I was taking out a couple of loaves of uh, sandwich bread out of the oven. And my oven's really old. It's a 1950s something magic chef. And it's really, really particular. And sometimes it doesn't like to brown stuff, but it likes to burn the bottom. So <laughs> that's what I was running into today. Uh, I got up really early because I didn't sleep well and I made two bowls of um, sourdough bread and I pulled them just before the bottoms got burnt and they're cooling now and then I mixed up the sandwich bread and had it in the oven and I've got some uh, sourdough discard um, uh, crackers dough in the refrigerator waiting until things settle down a little bit. I'll make some crack because I've got a ton of sourdough uh, starter discard that. Anyway, uh, what handheld radio do you have or plan to use? I have a Beofang, but I don't remember the number. It's kind of like the really, you know, if you, you, you get a hold of your local guy, you say, I want to start doing this. And he says, here. <laughs> so that's what it is. It's in the other room on the charger. So uh, I can't, I don't remember the exact number for it that does, but you do bring up, I've been trying to study and, um, I've been doing some on, online, uh, an audio book, uh, on, on the, um, 
on one of the uh, tests, you know, that runs through. It's kind of like how they do, the way I understand, kind of like how they do the exam or exam, um, pre-exam study thing. Um, it gives you questions. It gives you a series of answers. You pick one. It tells you why it's right or wrong and all those things. I forget the name of it right off, but I've been trying to play it in the background a lot. I finally found that we do have a class coming up in February. If I haven't waited too long, because, you know, they fill up really quick because they don't usually have too many seats. If I haven't waited too long, I'm going to try to do it. I think it's the 23rd. I won't swear to it because it's, it's on a Saturday, but I think it's the, the 23rd. And they'll have the, um, the local group will have a, a, a pre-exam um, oh, study and, and test review. And then they'll have the test right after. So I want to do that. I've got to get the uh, the uh, that number. What is that number that I got to get? That's not right. Oh, the FCC registration number. What is that? Um, FRN. I think that's what it's called. I got to get that FRN before I go to the class because they want that so that when you go to take the test that you have all that done. I have the website up, but I haven't done it yet. So um, it'll take a lot. I, I don't, I just listening to the audiobook. It, it's, it's a real, it's a real struggle for me. I, I don't have a grasp of radio the internal workings of a radio and it's so it's a little hard for me to um understand all of the that detail um about the you know frequencies and waves and hertz and megahertz and these channels go here and these channels go there it just gets overwhelming for me but i think that's a a it's been a lifelong learning learning issue for me because um, I, I get very overwhelmed easily when it comes to advanced um, mathematic type things, uh, numeric things. I, I've had trouble with it since um, middle school or junior high. When I went, it was called junior high. I really struggled with math and um, also struggled because when I went on to college, you have to have, you know, the algebra. And I just really, really struggled with that. So and I know that, that the, um, technician class it's not the the detailed you know uh on the math but it just it really makes me nervous so i'm not sure how well that's going to come across <laughs> the guy that's doing the audiobook and i it's his book i guess he's reading it um he has a hard copy book as well but i he said before he started was it section three i can't remember now if it was section three or not he said um, that you could miss all of the calculations and still pass the test if you got all the rest of it right. But it's based on the older test, the test that ended in, I guess, June of last year. I guess every so often they revise the exam. And so I don't, um, I'm not real sure now, you know, if, if what I'm studying is going to be worth it <laughs> or not. I'm allowed to get in there and it not be anything like what I'm thinking. 
So, but we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. And maybe we can maybe we can connect up on that if if I learn how to do all that and get the right antennas and all the stuff. It's hard to get signal up out of these valleys, I'll tell you. But I'm glad to have you. I'm glad to have you. So, um, for the podcast, this is episode 31. Um, I've been podcasting since about October, mostly uh, on Tuesdays, sometimes on Fridays. I was trying to do a Tuesday-Thursday thing, and Thursdays just wasn't working out. I've done a couple of specials, a Christmas special, an Armistice Day special. Um, I've done a couple interviews of some friends, and um, that went that went fairly well. So I, I've got a little more than 31, but as far as actual podcast episodes, it's 31. And um, today I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about um, some short videos that I've done and uploaded, uh, my ham technician uh, exam that's coming up, which I've kind of already talked about. I don't know there's a whole lot more to say on that. Um, birthday month promo code for Holstein House. I may have mentioned that last time. I'm going to say that again for those who may not have heard it. Um, a new guest that's coming in February. I'm I've got the commitment. We're working on the date this week, and I hope to have that in, in place by, by Friday. Bible study, church services, and some other kind of stuff like that. And um, if I don't see your comments right away, hang, hang tight. I'm going to try to look for them and make sure that I get everybody covered because sometimes the ones from Facebook don't show up right. And I don't know if it's a connection issue on my part or if it's a connection issue on their part i know it's streaming to my personal page i don't know about holstein house it should be and it's it's streaming to the youtube page but it's episode 31 of the holstein house podcast and uh i don't know what episode it would be for my youtube page robin holstein and uh, i do have a um playlist for holstein house but as far as the actual podcast, we stream it up out of uh, Podbean. It goes everywhere, and our favorite spot is Fountain.fm, uh, part of the uh, Value for Value um, network of things. Also available on the Apple Podcast, on Google, uh, Podbean, obviously, Spotify, Amazon Music. I, but I haven't tried to find it on Amazon Music. Tune in, iHeart, Player, Listen Notes, and Samsung. So I hope you will subscribe. I hope you will click like, you know, the thumbs up button. Uh, share it to some of your friends and, and um, uh, boost it if you're on, on one of the uh, programs that uh, you can do that. And if you, if you find anything that I say is entertaining, is educational, or even maybe makes you a little bit angry, Go ahead and share that with the uh, with the value for value uh, setup. So I was I was this morning I was kind of catching up on some Telegram. I'm not real good with Telegram either. I am so old school. A lot of this newfangled stuff you kids are into today, um, just it takes me a little while to figure out what's going on. But uh, I mean, uh, Telegram's not that hard to figure out it's hard to find for me it's hard to find groups so if you don't if you haven't heard somebody say then it's then you can't really find it very well i had trouble finding one this morning finally did got hooked up it's good 
Um, and then I started thinking, how, how in the world did I come? Because Tool Man Tim was my introduction to um, the Telegram app. We were having some trouble with email. My email was going into his uh, spam folder. And there was a couple of things that were delayed because of that. And he said, just let me know on Telegram. And here's my um, handle there. And and I started looking around there and, and started poking around, started hearing other people talking about it and, and uh, getting connected there. But and then I started thinking, you know, uh, last night there was a. Um, uh, a program um, the lots project, uh, on, on YouTube. And I'd heard, you know, how all this stuff snowballs and rabbit holes. You, you hear of someone, you watch their YouTube or you find them somewhere else. And they mention something you think, Oh, Oh, I, I want to, what is that? And then you go and look and that's, I come across the lots project and he had a little event yesterday evening. And, uh, I got to thinking, you know, how in the world they do so many neat things. How in the world did I get connected up with these people? And I was trying to trying to chase back, you know, how I got involved. Or, and I, I really can't say involved because I'm not that involved. I'm kind of on the sideline looking at the field of play. But how did I get to the game? And I think, I think, because I had um, been doing a, a word search for uh, not just homestead, but home gardening and backyard chicken kind of things and, and ducks and all these other things on, on YouTube. And I come across, I think the very first one I came across in this group of people, in the self-reliance group of people, was um, permaculture pastures, I think. And from there, I saw one of their videos um, or one of the interviews where they were with um, Nicole Sauce, Living Free in Tennessee, and with John Willis. And I'm not sure if Jack Spirko was part of that one, because I'm not sure if it was one of the events, the recordings for one of the events or not. But I would hear these names, and I'd hear these comments, and I heard this conversation, and I thought, Hey, that's, I'm very interested in that. And so I ended up going and clicking and joining and following and all those kind of things uh, all the way through there until I, I am here now, <laughs> which isn't saying a whole lot other than, okay, yeah, here I am. And um, it was just interesting to think back, you know, what, what all I was doing, how all I got, how I got here. Um. And it just, and it's just been in a matter of a few months because this is the middle towards the end of, of January. I started my podcast and, and doing more on YouTube in around October, September, October. So it was around August or so, July, August timeframe that I started picking up and started listening and watching a lot of these folks. And it even, it actually rolled out from, um, some of the home canning and food preparation, the, uh, because I, I can, I dehydrate, uh, I freeze, you know, I do all of these things for food preparation and I was watching a lot of those and it just kind of, kind of rolled downhill there. Um, so 
it, it's just been a very interesting look back, uh, no further than I've come uh, at, at, you know, what all I've been doing. So I recently, just in the past week, I've uploaded a couple, well, some of them are, I've uploaded several videos, but some of them are scheduled to release later. Uh, some of them are kind of short. I've, I'm trying to work on my short term, short term. Lord have mercy, short form videos. I'm rather long winded. I, I go around before I get to the point. It's hard for me to chop out because I feel like all of the background is necessary when it's really not. But so I'm working on the short form to, to, I've got a couple things up on uh, TikTok here right before it goes away, <laughs> before the government shuts it down. Um, but I've, I put one up yesterday on TikTok and it's under my name right now because I'm still just, you know, feeling my way around it. I, I might put one up specifically for Holstein House and just upload duplicates or something and then back off the personal one and just keep, because I want to advertise the, the B&B, the small, because it's, you know, it's, it's very small. I'm not going to be in the big glossy magazines and stuff. So, um, but uh, I want I'm wanting to get some promotion of it going. So I put one up yesterday. It's very crude in, it's not polished. Uh, it's not well done. Not crude as in language because I try not to do that. But um, it's it's just very simply, it's a, it's a 30 second. I was proud of myself for getting it to 30 seconds. And it's just a little short video that says, um, make sure you can find me. You know, if something happens and we're canceled, we're here, we're here, we're here. I've got, so I've got the YouTube uh, page and I've got the um, Facebook page and I've got the Rumble page. I mean, I've got all of these links put up with, with an image so that, you know, people can write it down if they want to. And if the government takes down our, the U.S. access to um, TikTok, if there's anybody that really cares on there, that to cares to follow, then they'll have, they'll have a way to, you know, write that down and, and chase me down and find me. So I was, um, I, I, one of the, another one of the little ones is, um, it's, it's just very simply changing the water filter in my refrigerator. It's not hard at all, but you know what? There's been a lot of times that some of my younger family members have been bumfuzzled about how to do very, very simple, basic things. And you would think it wouldn't be that difficult to figure out how to change the filter in your, in your refrigerator, but you know, it can be. So one of the things you have to do is you have to mash it in before you, and, and it, then it releases and you can take it out and then you reverse that, you know, when you put it in, the little slot it goes into you push it in until it clicks and then it just bumps out just a tad but it it's amazing how people need to know that stuff but and, and i put up i may have told you this on friday i put up a video uh, actually I, I did three and i i one went live last week one's going live on friday and the last one will go live on uh i know i told you last on the next friday on the three meals out of my cookbook that I did. 
Um, so the breakfast one went up on last week. The lunch one will go up this week. And I've got, I kind of staggered them. So some of them are going like, some of them on Rumble are live now. Some of them are scheduled for YouTube later. Some of them are live on YouTube. Some are scheduled on Rumble. I don't get a lot of interaction over at Rumble. I, you know, of course, I don't have a big following anyway. But um, I only get three or four people on Rumble at all. And I've been on there for a long time, since almost since, since they started talking about it. Let's see. Philippine uh, Nomad has a lot of questions, which is fine. I want to find out where did I leave off? Answered that one. Oh, ham testing was halted. Yeah, you're right. It was. Uh, Podbean and your last bean video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the bean video, I did do a bean video. Because John Willis over on SOE, um, I, I, he he has a lot of good business information, and I I, I try to filter out his strong language. <laughs> he gets kind of testy if you mention that to him, I've noticed. I haven't mentioned it to him. I don't know him that well, but I've watched him when other people have made comments, and he gets kind of upset. But um, I, I can ignore most of that because it's not directed at me. Um, but he's, he, I ordered some stuff for family members for Christmas from there that for, for folks that I thought would enjoy a couple things. And, um, so I get their, um, their text messages. And so he's doing a promotion. Well, they were, I don't know if I don't think they're still doing it. He was doing a promotion and a giveaway, um, related to beans and you if you if you made an order and you put this code bean day in there and they would send you some beans and when you got your order you were supposed to do something with the beans and, and video it well I don't have my order yet and I had messaged him on um, Instagram and said I you know I'd love to participate but you know here's my my order number I ordered and I qualified and but it hasn't even shipped yet so he said, just do something and put it up there. So I did. And I made taco soup with, with beans. I didn't make chili with beans because I thought that would be too controversial. But I did a taco soup, which has several different types of beans in it. So yeah, pod bean in my last bean video. Not on Facebook, so telegrams on my main social. I, I understand that. You, I'm overstretched with... Um, the number of socials that are out there and I'm just trying to feel out which ones are going to work. I, I can't do them all. I can't do them all. I know you can pay for it because I was years ago when it was first starting when Hootsuite, I don't know if you've heard of Hootsuite, but when Hootsuite was $5 a month, I was on Hootsuite for $5 a month and I was sending out, you know, information. There were several other ones, uh, I almost said uh, social oomph and something else. I can't remember now. But that you could do that for free. Hootsuite you could do for free. I think one or two accounts. And then if you paid $5 a month, you could do I don't know, five or six accounts, which I didn't need that many. But um, I, have, I have several different little uh, projects going on. And so I needed more than two. Well, I rode that $5 a month for years. And then a couple years ago, it, I don't remember if it was before or after the lockdowns, I got a notice that, you know, grandfathered accounts could, you know, were, were being done away with. And now it was $60 a month. And I'm like, nope, not going to do that. Nope, not going to pay that kind of money. But you can pay and have 
the ability to blast stuff out to just about every known social um, app out there, but I, they're not all for me. So I, what I'm doing is I'm a very small, I started in 2017 on Airbnb renting, or I say renting, but Airbnb being the extra room here in the house. And so I've tried to expand a little bit. Um, and I'm trying to, t I, I do direct books because Airbnb siphons some off and I get it. I don't need to, you know, a lecture on it. I understand it. Uh, but I'm still there. I still have a presence there and a lot of people still trust it. So I, I still get a lot of business that way. Um, so, and then I have, I have the chickens and I have the ducks and, uh, during the season, I have a small backyard garden. I can, I, like I said, I can, I dehydrate, I don't, uh, freeze dry. I just, I can't rationalize the cost of the freeze dryer, my time and the utilities and maintenance and stuff on one when I can unfortunately just buy it already done. When I look at the time savings and and the cost of me having to do it that way, I I just don't see a a benefit in buying that. I've already got the other stuff. I've already got the other stuff. So I don't have to buy anything new. Excuse me, about got the hiccups. Yeah, lots yeah. Thousands of subscribers. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. And I've never seen that um wheel used before. And I saw that and I thought, I wanna I wanna do that. I gotta come up with some way to 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 give some I don't I have zero of anything that people want me to give away. Um related, you know, I I don't have a lot of they call them chopskis and and stuff to to do that but i have a few key rings but nobody wants a key ring but anyway the idea being that i i would love to be able to and i know you can do it through Streamyard. so so um okay i'm not going to say your name out loud though thank you for sharing that though thank you for sharing that uh talk about long-winded check out the conversation last year i had with brian at, at scrambling force food farms you know, I don't know. I've seen some of these conversations. I may, you know, here just, was it last week when the, the chili bean versus chili without beans thing? That was my error because I brought up chili and then um, was asked with beans or without. I think it was Josh that asked me that. And, and I said, well, either way, really, my hot dog chili has no beans in it, but my chili soup has beans in it. And then that thing went on for hours. I thought, man, oh man, I have really messed up. Um, yeah, Tim, Tim, Tim was my first uh, interview. I, he agreed. He was the first one that agreed. I reached out to him. I reached out to, um, uh, the bonds over at Perma Pasture and, and Tim, Toolman Tim was the first one to say, yeah, I'll do that. So he was my first real interview. Then I did one with a girlfriend of mine that um, she's just had a really, really interesting life. She's, she's a librarian, but she at one point run one of the most successful free magazines in the state of West Virginia. And um, we talked for a couple hours. It was, it was a great little interview and I, I got another good one coming freeze-dried skittles i've heard of that but <laughs> i would end up eating them <laughs> i have self-control to a degree but i think that would just uh, just ruin me i don't i don't think i could do that 
And I'm not sure that there's enough people around here that would buy them. I, I might be, I might be fooling myself, but I, I, I'd have to give that some thought. That'd be a lot of freeze-dried candy. I mean, that would really be a lot because those things are a couple grand, aren't they? Those freeze dryers, a good one, as in size-wise, because I know there's a couple different sizes you can get. So I was going to do a video. My uh, my refrigerator freezer was doing the same thing that Nicole's was doing. And uh, it started, actually, it started back last, um, I want to say August. I had a long-term, I had a traveling nurse stay in the room. And while she was here, she was using a lot of water and ice, which is not a complaint. It's just, it's just, that's when the freezer, the refrigerator freezer started leaking. I don't know if there is a correlation or if it just was going to happen anyway. So I started noticing a little puddle under and I thought she's spilling ice. But then it would be there when she wasn't here because, you know, she'd worked like a 12, 15 hour day. And uh, I just, I couldn't figure out what was going on. And then the bottom drawer of my free, the freezer side of my refrigerator was stuck and I gave it a pull and all this ice came out. So what I didn't realize had happened, what I was trying to figure out, but what we real found out over the weekend was happening is the drain plug in the freezer side for the defrost was clogged. What it was clogged with, we never really figured out, other than water obviously frozen. But why it clogged, we don't know. So I was going to do a video of that. He he took the, we took everything out of the freezer side. Of course, turned the refrigerator off. Took everything out of the freezer side. And uh, he, he had the panel off the back before I could get a picture of it. But I was going to do a video on that. Um, the coils weren't froze up, but that drain plug was. So we ended up, I wanted to use a hairdryer. He went and got his heat gun. <laughs> I wouldn't use the heat gun. I would have ended up burning the place down. But he got his heat gun and heated it up and heated it up. And then we syringed up or syringed with a turkey baster. Uh, took up some of the excess water. And um, he did that a couple more times. We put, put some hot water down in it um, because, you know, the heat gun would was going, but you would end up, heating up the plastic uh of the uh of the inside lining of the refrigerator or of the freezer side and um he we put some hot water down in there it started kind of seeping out so we knew we'd broke through and he got a little he's got a little i don't know if it's gallons i want to say three gallon air compressor but i don't it might be a three pound air compressor i don't know it's just a little old thing about about yay big and he went and grabbed it with it's got a little air thing and he shot some air through it it sounded it sounded like a cow poop and it just was splat it was terrible but uh, that cleared it out that cleared it out so it it hasn't done it since i'm going to give it a couple weeks before i decide whether we've actually beat that or not because i didn't notice the buildup of water for a while to begin with so but i got a couple i got a couple shots of the um of the coils and the drain hole with ice in it. So I, I might be able to piece together a little 30, 30 seconds, something. I just don't want to take everything out of the, out of the freezer to, uh, to recreate, you know, all of that and then take that back off. It just, it's not what I want to do. So. Chili with beans. I don't even use a recipe. I don't use a recipe. I've been making chili so long. I don't, I don't even know if I could tell you how I could how to make it. It's like pintos. 
people call that bean soup. I've never called it bean soup. It's always been pintos, pinto beans. It's just if you cook pinto beans, it wasn't bean soup. It was pinto beans. I've made chili with almost every type of bean. That tacos, that taco chili has uh, kidney beans, has navy beans or or cannelli beans if you want to use them, and black beans. I've used uh, I've put pinto beans in my in my chili. It just depends on what I have. And honestly, I've used some mild salsa in my chili, a jar of mild salsa. Uh, and it just gives it a cute little kick that's just enough for me. I don't like, I don't like overpowering. You know, these people that like to have these contests with the hot peppers and no, I don't need all that. I, I don't mind a little bit of heat that way, but not like some of those kids are eating crazy. So, uh, but I don't, I don't, I don't write it down anymore. I have a general idea. If I'm doing it all from store-bought cans, it's two cans of beans, regardless of the type, two cans of, of, uh, tomato, uh, sauce. Sometimes I'll put one can of sauce, one can of diced or one can of can of stewed just for something different. A couple cans of water, you know, and then some chili, chili, uh, seasoning, a couple shots of Tabasco. That's just, you know, that's like the base. I, I like I said, I started adding salsa and a, and a medium salsa really does. Uh, just one jar of medium salsa really, really gives it an interesting, interesting little kick. So um, I, I, I do a lot of, along with the uh, B&B and along with the eggs that I sell, and along with uh, uh, occasionally some uh, bath scrubs and goat milk soap and stuff like that. I don't do a lot of that. It just every now and again, I'll make up a batch to have here for people who stay if they want to buy it. Uh, I'll sell it. Along with all those little things, I am a notary signing agent. And a notary signing agent uh, is a notary. Duh. And you, are con you do contract work. To help people process their uh, either um, bank loans, refinances, uh, real estate purchases, real estate sales. So, for example, um, let's say Farm Fresh Acres uh, Realtors wants to sell um, a, a forty-acre farm for the Smiths, and um, say, and and the the fi finance company is Green Acres. <laughs> well, the the people who own the 40 acres, the Smiths, are in West Virginia visiting. And the property, let's say, is in Tennessee, since so many folks are down in Tennessee right now. Um, and they call me because I'm on a big list with, with a company. And they say the Smiths need to sign these forms to, to sell their acreage to the Joneses. And can you take this signing? So I'll say, yes, I've been trained. There's some classes and certifications you got to do. So I've had all that. So they'll email or fax me. Generally, it's email. The documents that securely that, that need to be um, signed. I'm printing them. I'm taking them. I'm meeting the, the Smiths uh, wherever they are. And they're signing stuff. I'm showing them what they have to sign. Ideally, they've already been told what's going on, so I don't have to spend a lot of time with them. But what ends up happening is they haven't read anything, so they read it, so I'm there for a couple hours. 
some of the stuff has to be notarized. I'm the notary, so I'm notarizing it. I'm bonded, I'm background checked, and all of these things so that I am a trustworthy person to do this work. It can be good money. It can be eh money. It depends on the amount of time it takes and in your travel. So I'm a contractor that way. Well, I have to have my notary commission. My notary commission expired back in December. I went through my Secretary of State's office like you're supposed to, got that taken care of, worked through National Notary Association, which I'm a member, to get a new stamp because the stamp is no good after your ex after your, it expires, your commission expires. Well, it never came and it never came. And so after a couple of weeks, because it should have come quickly, I paid to have it expedited. But it was a holiday, so I gave him a few extra days and I called. Oh, it, the box that we shipped it to you in came back to us empty. I said, well, what does that mean? And in a nutshell, it means that the box came open, whether purposely or by accident. The notary stamp was missing. And so they shipped the box back to the company who made the stamp. This is a big deal because fraud related to real estate and bank uh, finances is is a big hairy thing happening out there in the real world. I had to notify my secretary of state that the, that the stamp had been stolen and that I was getting a replacement. Replacement should have been here a week ago. So I called yesterday and I said, what's going on? Oh, it's at the post office in South Charleston. So it shouldn't be at the post office in South Charleston. I'm no, nowhere near South Charleston. The guy said, oh, well, maybe it's the hub, but it'll be there in a couple of days. It left here uh, on Saturday. Or No, they, it, it was reported. It was scanned in at South Charleston on Saturday. I said, if it was, no, wait a minute. I paid for expedited shipping. Where did you say it is? Oh, it's at the post office. No, 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 no. If you go back to my original order, I paid to have that shipped by UPS. Ground delivery. Oh. I said, if it was sent by U.S. Postal Service, somebody owes me some money back. And in the meantime, this is the 20, what was yesterday, the 23rd of January. If I cut you a break for New Year's Day, it's been 22 days this year that I've not been able to work because I don't have my stamp. So uh, the young man uh, decided to take a different approach. And he said, oh, hold on, because he was being very smug when I was talking to him. Oh, it's on its way. Don't worry about it. It's on its way. I'm like, I, this is a big deal. Oh, yeah, no, it's OK. It's on its way. So if it's not here Today's Tuesday. If it's not here tomorrow afternoon, because I, I have Bible study in the morning, uh, I'll be calling them again. And I will harass them every day until it arrives. It is a big, hairy deal for that stamp to be gone. Pe that's, that stamp is can make a document a legal document. That stamp, it has my name on it. So someone would be forging my signature. But unless it was challenged in court, somebody could take that stamp, forge my signature on real estate documents and steal somebody's property or anything that needs to be notarized. So I, um, I'm really upset. Plus, I can't work. I can't work without it.
read about your upcycling. One of my high school classmates in California was sewing for an upcycling startup out in Oregon or Washington. My sister in Los Angeles is a notary for real estate. Yeah, it's uh, your sister could, could, yeah, your sister, ask her what happens if a stamp's lost. It is a big, big deal. The upcycling, I actually have a book out. It's on Amazon. It's one of, it's kind of a print on demand thing. Uh, on um, uh, upcycling, it's, um, <laughs> look, I can't remember the name of the book I wrote. Anyway, it's on there. I did it several years ago. I, I did a, a column for, um, well, the girl that I told you, the woman that I told you had, uh, had the uh, very successful magazine and um, that I interviewed, Lisa. Um, I used to write a column for her once a month for her, an upcycling column for her. And um, there it is. Lord have mercy. You would think I'd remember the name of my own book. Um, it's Everyday Upcycling. And uh I, I took those columns and, um, and put them together in, in a book. Every day, I can't even spell. Anyway. <laughs> See how that works. Oh, that's ugly. It didn't shorten it anyway. Oh, Robin, I'm just clicking all kinds of dumb stuff. An error occurred. Wait a moment. So I did, uh, I, I did a little bit of all kinds of stuff. The, the basic, um, you know, shelves from a, or cabinets into um, uh, bookshelves and um, bed frames into benches and I, I just did all kinds of stuff with that took my own pictures for it can't oh, why won't they go away that one won't go away why is it oh i see what it is it's like three oh never mind um yeah you found it before i did isn't it awful that i'm but it's been so long ago that I wrote it. I mean, it was like, I don't know how many years ago, six years ago or more. And I just, it, 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 you know, it wasn't a world's bestseller. So, but that's okay. I've written a couple books. I've done a couple cookbooks now and a nursery rhyme book. And I, I enjoy it, but it's kind of like, if I don't get it done right now, then I forget. I'm, I'm way off. So let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, let me do this uh, as a reminder. And I'm, I'm working on that, uh, trying to get rid of that. Uh. For the B&B, February is my birthday month. And so I have a 10% off discount code for people who are traveling who decide to stay here. And that promo code is BD10. But you can only use it as a direct book. You can't use it with Airbnb. Airbnb is more expensive automatically than direct booking. And I always encourage people to, to direct book. And you would go to robinholstein.com 
go to the menu and find Holstein House and go from there. Uh, in addition, we do have a special for uh, Hall's Chocolate and Coal River Coffee. So I, Hall's Chocolate is a, is a Swiss-style chocolate made in, here in West Virginia, made in Parksburg. And Coal River Coffee is a lot like Nicole Sauces, only it is, um, it is uh, roasted just a few miles from me. It's a local company. And I, have, uh, I, I buy the, the straight beans and then... I grind, I have a hand grinder. I grind them fresh for guests uh, when they stay. So it's not just that it's local, it's fresh ground local. <laughs> if they want it, they don't have to have it. I also have a Keurig set up and I, you know, so it's no big deal. We can do that. So if you're coming through West Virginia, now I'm just off, I say just off the turnpike. I mean, it's not like a block. It's a, it's a little ways off, but I'm just off the turnpike. Uh, at, near the Chilean exit. So if, if you're coming up from from Virginia, it'll be just past the Chilean exit or the Chilean toll booth. And uh, and then you'll exit and, and you'll see the um, the address and everything at the website. If you're coming down towards Virginia on the uh, West Virginia Turnpike before you get to the Chilean exit, you can either exit at Bell and come up US Route 60. It's a little, it's a four lane, but it's it's the old road that you that goes down into Virginia. It used to be the only way you could travel to get to Virginia to go to Virginia Beach. Takes you some of the through some of the most beautiful, beautiful and some of the more distressed areas uh, on uh, US Route 60, also known as the Midland Trail. So if you're doing some um, sightseeing and and traveling to look at some of the old things, then it's not it's not Route 66, but it's kind of close. It's a fun little drive through through the back parts of uh, West Virginia and some of our his historic areas. Uh, but also, um, if you're just coming through and you just need a place to stay, if you're going now, I only have the one room right now. I've got a building I'm trying to get ready for. I I'd like to have it done by July 4th. I really would. I don't know if I can get it done by then or not uh, to have an extra space spot so that like if you were going down to the um uh to the srf and you needed a spot to stay on the way i have a room i have a room so let's see we're going to coming up on 10 minutes till i'm going to start winding it down a little bit uh i will tell you this I, my my next guest and like i said we're going to try to um firm up that date by the end of the week is Stan Bumgardner. And Stan is one is a local fiddle legend. He is just a fiddle player extraordinaire and a West Virginia historian. I've known him for a little over 20 years. I met him when I was dating my husband and and Dan Dan Stan was playing fiddle um in the band, my husband's band Rock and Horse. Uh, he's worked for the West Virginia Division of Culture and History. He from 2015 to this past December, he was the editor of Golden Seal magazine. It's a wonderful magazine on uh, some of the West Virginia, the history and culture of West Virginia. And I am subscribed to it and we keep a copy of it in our guest's room. He now works for the Humanities Council, uh, but uh, he's, he's, if he's not the best, he's one of the best fiddle players in West Virginia. And I'm going to have him in February. 
So sports ball. I didn't watch sports ball yesterday. I don't know who's supposed to be playing in the playoffs this weekend. I think Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's in it. If Cincinnati's in it, I'm pretty much having this root for Cincinnati. I can't remember who Wayne said now. But I'm pretty sure Cincinnati's in the playoffs. Chocolate and coffee. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. You got it, buddy. Especially for breakfast. Now, I've got the chocolates. Um, of course, they're not in the room right now because there's nobody in there. But uh, I'll put, the, you know, they'll go in the room right before uh, when the guests come. I have, I have even done <laughs> when they fiddler on the roof. He could probably, I, honestly, Stan is this good. Stan could, if if Charlie Daniels was still living, it would be very close, very close. And Stan might have the edge because he's younger. But he is, he is amazing amazing um nfl i we did we kind of stopped watching and i've touched on this uh in one of the other episodes when they started with all that kneeling bs i mean i you can protest whatever you want to protest you can believe whatever you want to believe but you know what was happening there is they were taking their audience and um the fans hostage to force an opinion on them and um they may be right with their opinion they may be wrong with their opinion but they were taking uh everyone hostage with that in my opinion and i just was disgusted with it so we we stopped watching it during that uh we might click over and catch the last part of a game but we we stopped watching it uh, during that period, and it broke the cycle, so we don't even think about it half the time. It used to be we always watched NASCAR during the season from the Daytona forward almost every weekend, and except road races. I hate road races. Um, and then we would watch football, and then we would mope around and <laughs> in between because there's a gap between them. But um, I just... Uh, I could stop watching NASCAR when they really started forcing all of these changes to where all the cars look exactly alike and they're all within this much and they all the engines have to be the same. And they started that switching directions to give everybody a chance. And, you know, it, it just it just got to be stupid. It just got to be stupid. There's no point in a race if everybody's racing identical vehicles. Don't care. Don't care. Don't watch it. Don't care. So um, I think the last season I watched any to amount to anything was Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s first year. I think it's the first year. And then I said, okay, I've watched enough. Don't care. So, well, let's see. Um, I usually touch a little bit on what's going on at the church uh we're still in between pastors we're still trying to keep our head up i'm still doing the service uh we have started a uh bible study this is our third wednesday we start it's called bibles and brunch we're we meet at 10 o'clock 
and uh, we're going through a couple different Bible study series to, to try to build that up a little bit. Um, and we're going to, we're going to reach out for a grant from the United Methodist church in West Virginia for some funds. If, if they grant it uh, for some funds to do a, a weekly free dinner here in the community. The problem I have with that is, is manpower. I don't have enough manpower to do it. Um, to do it every week. And I know that a large portion of it would fall on me and it, I don't know. I don't know that I can carry all of that. So I'm um, trying to figure that out. If we can get some of the students from the high school, the problem, because they would get volunteer um, service uh, credits. The problem with that is I'd either have to do it on Saturdays or figure out how to get them here through the week. If they can do it through the week. And if we had to do it on the weekend, I think I would just, I just don't know that I can do it because I've just got so much going on. Um, we have been doing our Sunday service uh, on um, starting over stories from the scriptures. We had, we, we've talked about Ruth and Naomi and Naomi going to Moab losing her husband, losing her children, having to go back, trying to start over there. Um, transitioning between church faith communities. I, I can appreciate that. And I'm glad you are at least still involved. Um, there are some changes in the Methodist church that I'm not comfortable with at the global level. Uh, I pray about it a lot. Because this particular church is the church that I was baptized in, I was raised in from the day I come home from the hospital as a, as a newborn. Uh, my grandparents helped build the church spiritually, financially, and physically. My grandfather helped do some of the work on the church. I mean, not like, you know, massive amounts, but the whole community came together to help build the church. And he was part of that community. And um, so many of our people have passed on and moved out and those up in, before the Rona came and the lockdowns happened, um, there was not a plan to grow the church. And so what ended up happening is we locked down. I pled with the pastor we had at the time and not that I had to plead much, but I, I had to convince him that he could do it, uh, do the live stream. And uh, he, he, uh, he said, okay, we can do this. And so he would do the live stream. A lot of the congregation got used to that, didn't physically come back to the building, stopped sending in their financial support. That pastor had to take uh, retirement because of, he developed uh, a cancer and um, is uh, in long-term treatment. The pastor that replaced him is a senior citizen they assigned him a couple different churches, our church and a different church. He's not able to do both. So they pulled him from our church and I've been picking up the slack because I, I took the classes to try to help. And um, I'm, I'm fighting to keep the church open and to, to try to get more people in. If, if it fails, it fails, but it's not going to fail because I sat back and said, I can't do this. I have to try. So I hope uh, uh, I hope you will find a place to settle. Um, 
because it's important. To One of the things that, that I'm struggling with is the attitude that you don't need to physically be in a building to worship. And you don't, but you do. We are commanded through scripture to come together, Old Testament and New Testament. And we need that fellowship to help support each other and help pull us back on to the path when we've fallen off. Because sometimes we do stuff that we think is okay. But if we hear from a, a, a more experienced Christian, we may find out, you know what, that may not be right. That may not be right. Um, so it helps us come back and, and get back on the right path. It's kind of, I mean, it's kind of like dieting. You think, oh, it's okay. You know, all these people are on the carnivore diet. Oh, it's okay. I'm a carnivore, but I can eat mashed potatoes. Maybe not. So if you aren't staying in touch with people, you may not know that. Or back when Dr. Adkins was first promoting the Adkins diet lifestyle, um, you know, they he had a very strict uh, menu. Well, then they expanded that a little bit. So they decide they they studied and figured out well you can you can add these you know and then some of them you have to take away because when you say you know when I eat this this happens we don't eat that anymore so we we need the support of community and you know we're we're commanded to to come together and to worship the Lord so. That, like I said, pardon me again, that's, like I said, one of the things that I'm, I'm struggling with is that, um, yeah, you're, well, we're right there too. I'm 57. I'm 57. But, you know, uh, couples busy raising families. Our grandparents were busy raising families too. And some of our grandparents were busy on the farm raising families and they still still found a way to get there and it's i mean we've allowed ourselves as a society as a as a world to put things ahead of church you know when my sons were young and they were interested in uh little league football they didn't they didn't they only were there a couple years and they lost interest in it but you know, they would have football games on Sundays. And in order for the boys to be there on time, they had to, we had to miss church. Well, no, that shouldn't be that way. We should be going to church and then going to the ball game if we're going to go. So we've messed up our priorities over the decades and, um, and we're paying that price. Um, my burden, and it's not a negative burden, it's a positive burden, even with all the issues and struggles, is that um, if the church isn't open, people can't come. And people who need salvation don't necessarily need it at prearranged times. So if if the building's not available and and what we were facing was we had one member say well we'll just close the church until they can find us a pastor well no people need it you know if the doors of the church aren't open if they don't think they can come what are we doing and, and the great commission tell you know christ instructs us to spread the gospel and i i just feel like we have to do that um it's a long conversation um 
I usually just kind of touch on it a little bit here and there because I could spend hours, hours doing this. We talked about Ruth and Naomi. We talked about Moses uh, and his, his, uh, he was 120 when he passed away. He spent 40 years as a prince of Egypt before he killed an Egyptian and spent 40 years in the desert. Now, he didn't spend 40 years in the desert alone and barely clinging to life. That included his time in Midian and his marriage and the birth of his children and everything up until the point that he, you know, comes to the mountain and, and, and is tasked by the Lord to lead the children uh, of, the, of God out of Egypt. And then he spends another 40 years leading them not just from Egypt, but leading them spiritually and uh, taking, getting them to uh, the promised land. And sometimes it takes a while. So he had to start over. So that that's been the theme. He had to start over. He did something terrible and he had to start over. Naomi didn't do something terrible, but she had terrible things happen and she was bitter and she had to start over. Uh, last Sunday, we talked about David and Bathsheba. David committed adultery and then he had someone killed and he had to come back to God and then he did great things. So we, we talk about, um, we've been talking about how, even if you've done something really bad, if you're sincere in your repentance, now you can, people will say stuff all day long, but if you're sincere in your repentance, the Lord will forgive you. You may still yet have to face punishment because in David's case, he lost his firstborn son. God took his son and he told him he was going to sent, sent the priest to him and, and told him that he was going to, you know, the price to pay for what he did was his firstborn son. Because a lot was expected of David from the day of his birth. So this was no light, light thing, light matter, matter. Up here in our town, the big churches were closed, but the small ones. Um, ours, our physical building was closed because the pastor felt compelled to, because we had the option through uh, live streaming on Facebook, he was compelled to abide by the demands of the bishop and um, close the doors. We, we fought it a long time. There were a lot of churches that closed way before we did. But in the end, he, he ended up um, he ended up closing the doors. But we still had the services, like I said, live streaming. And we were one. We I won't say we were one of the first in the nation to do that, but in this general vicinity, we were one of the first to do that during the uh, during the lockdowns. But David was able to recover, and he he was able to build back trust uh, of God, and he became a great leader, um, even with with the terrible things that he did. So being able to start over is a, is a, is a theme in the life, not of, of the Christian. We are granted this opportunity to start over. And that's one of the things we've been talking about at the church. And the Bible study has been actually on Christian fellowship. So <laughs> that's uh, and the need for fellowship. And of course, this is, this will only be our fourth out of six, uh, uh, weeks in the study, but, um, you know, we'll be studying a little more on betrayal, friends who betray you and how to recover from things like that. So, 
it's uh, we're trying. We're trying really hard to to keep the church open. And there's a couple things, like I said, that I want to do, but I just don't have the manpower. And I'm still praying about that. So hopefully we will. The Lord will answer us in the affirmative and send us the bodies to help get the work done that we need. Because I think we need something more in this community. And I think our church is in a good position to do it if we can get the people to do it. So this is this. I'm going to wrap up now uh, for episode 31 of the Holstein House podcast and and my and my YouTube live. Uh, twice, twice Holstein House was in the top 50 for Fountain FM Network charts. Um, you know, it didn't last very long. It was like just for a day or so, but we were there. We were there. I've got the screenshots to prove it. Um, I love all of you guys for helping me achieve that. And I appreciate all the, the new folks and the new comments and and uh, folks that are uh, subscribing to the uh, YouTube and to the uh, podcasts. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun so far. Uh, if you're still awake, because I have a couple of friends over there on Fountain that tell me honestly, and that's okay, that they will often nod, up, nod off while I'm talking. I don't know if it's because I'm so boring or if it's just because I have that that voice that will put put people to sleep an npr voice from time to time but uh, i like to acknowledge some of those that have shared uh satoshis over on fountain i've got hj who is one of the uh, originals and a long-term uh, supporter of my podcast over on fountain the holstein house podcast uh he nods off from time to time but uh, he has supported me since the last time. Uh, there's, Fountain has made some changes, and so there, I've had a little trouble catching up with everybody that's provided support. But um, he's uh, he's uh, given 350 and 500 towards my first million satoshis. So for those of you who didn't know, I said I wanted to get reach a million satoshis by my birthday, and um, he's given me. Uh, a little a little bit of that because you know satoshis aren't that much really towards that uh euphrosinos has donated a total of 2299 satoshis and user number here we go again with these user numbers you guys come on get a name 13113888736919661966 gave 459 satoshis your continued support while i stumble my way through this is greatly appreciated uh we we premiered the podcast on fountain network if you found me over there i hope you'll boost and clip and share with all your friends and if you're following me on uh, facebook or or youtube i hope you will like and subscribe and share that as well please post your comments i do appreciate those too uh tell me what you liked what you didn't like Tell me what you'd like to hear more of. Be great. Poke those algorithms and uh, follow me on all the big social media platforms. And with that, we'll wrap it up. And thank you, Philippine Nomad, for hanging out with me today. Uh, ever so often, we do get a, a couple of good ones in there. Sling them sats and share the love. Yeah, heck yeah, yeah. Because if the more you give me, the more I can share out there too. <laughs> But we will see you probably again on Friday for an unscripted. Unscripted Friday is is kind of becoming a thing. 
you know, my dad, uh, just, just before I, before I shut it completely down, dad comes over every Friday or if the weather's bad, I go over there. But uh, around noon, because he has to have uh, a little finger stick blood test for his, uh, one of his uh, medication levels. So um, we get in there and we get to talking and some of the things I'm going to start recording him and, and playing some of that because dad's got some wisdom there. Uh, but so I'm here is, is the bigger point is I'm, I'm usually here. So uh, about 10 o'clock on Friday, we'll do an unscripted and see what happens. See who all comes in. Maybe we'll do the beans with or the chili with or without beans. I it's kind of getting old because, you know, they're beating that to death over on the telegram. We'll, we'll come up with a different one and we'll, we'll do that. Maybe we'll come up with some kind of, um, oh, uh, giveaway of some sort, like, uh, like lots project did. That'd be fun. I don't, I'd have to set the goal and we'll have to think that through, have to think that through a little bit, but we're going to go for now. Thank you so much. You have an unbelievable week too, Philippine Nomad, and we will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. So there you have it. Post your comments, do all that boosting, liking, sharing, thumbs up, and stuff that helps spread the word and poke the algorithms. Follow me on most of the big social media platforms and look for my name, Robin Holstein, or Holstein House. Till next time, bye-bye.